0: Welcome, friends, to the Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Star Trek universe community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Bonsoir, Pete.
1: Bonsoir, Matt. Bonsoir, everyone. Here today to talk to you about the recently concluded Star Trek Las Vegas, the flagship convention.
0: Indeed, Pete. You know, when I was a lad or even four or five years ago. There used to be Star Trek conventions everywhere. Now they're at least the official ones. Now they're mostly just STLV. But uh, that's not going to stop us from talking about some of the news, views, perspectives, et cetera, that came out of Vegas that we were uh, we were following there on social media, etc.
1: You got your Star Trek Picard. You got your Star Trek Discovery. Who could ask for anything more?
0: Well, Pete, I would also ask for uh, Classic Trek, which was represented, and uh, Next Generation, which was represented. Pete, all of Star Trek was represented. There were pins galore. There was uh, and core galore. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, I, I know this, Pete. Sometimes, you know, some people in the past, you know, they've been down on STLV, must admit, haven't, haven't been. Uh, not always crazy about some of the stuff that creation does, but... 99 percent of the tweets at least from the people we follow this weekend the social media posts that we saw from this past weekend it was a lot of star trek fans having a lot of fun being amidst star trek
1: Looked like a great event as usual you know i know they do cruises as well and there was all sorts of news out of the weekend about you know who will be doing that uh but from the manner from which we attack these primarily for the news about the shows we podcast um, with those, well, one current soon to be current with uh, Picard, um, you know, looking at those multiple panels across a couple days. I think what's
0: interesting too, and I don't say this to be glib. I don't say this to be silly. Some of the, some of the fan outrage about discovery before discovery came out or after the first season and things of that sort it's not real star trek i don't even mean the nonsense discussion you know prime universe is a construct by cbs corp to you know i'm not even going there just some of the some of the lack of acceptance of this latest iteration and not just lack of acceptance you want to enjoy discovery that's fine but kind of like it must be pushed away because it is different and bad i think that the the announcement of the Picard series last year and then the subsequent news that we've heard the footage that we've seen the coverage that's received in the last year I think made you know the Star Trek universe aka Kurtz Trek aka this this time of Star Trek overseen by Kurtzman and his folks I think it made everything a lot more welcoming in terms of saying this is the new Star Trek that we're getting and we're getting a whole bunch of different kinds and we're getting more Star Trek, which is, at the end of
1: the day, what we all want. And I think that the TV universe has thrived, not in a way that was unexpected, but given that the films haven't picked back up and there's been a the negotiations trouble there with Chris Pine and Chris Hemworth trying to get the fourth movie that was announced before anybody saw the third movie um try to get those ducks in a row and trying to get them back to the table even um you know has left a vacuum people want star trek this convention proves it the subscription numbers for cbs all access prove it the international numbers with netflix prove it
0: and I think with that mindset, you had, as you said, Pete, all these uh, all these different panels representing. Uh, obviously, there were some of the the, the good old time uh, shows, the good old time presentations. Pete Chase Masterson sang. I've seen Chase Masterson at two uh, conventions. Guess what she did at both? She sang. So it kind of was that that sense of the familiar, but uh, also you know the the kind of the lower-level bridge crew for Discovery and then the higher-level bridge crew and then Soniko Martin-Green having her own panel and things of that sort really, really felt like... I don't want to say the passing of a baton, but it really felt like, Pete, what it's supposed to be, a celebration of all kinds of Star
1: Trek. Yeah, and again, if you can't get behind that, I don't know what shows you've watched for 53 years. Yeah,
0: and again, like, if... Like, I'm interested to see in the next 18 months, I'm interested to see which of these uh, iterations of Star Trek I will like best. I have not had problems with the content on Discovery. Uh, you know, occasionally if I watch with my daughter, I have to cover her eyes. All right, fine. Or, you know, occasionally some of the longer form storytelling that won't quite mesh with her. Uh, all right. You know, she was seven for the first season, eight for this one. I'm not kind of overly worried. That's, that's all well and good. Fast forward a year from now, like, will Picard be my favorite? Am I going to really come around 180 from a Star Trek cartoon for kids? What? To, oh man, this is, you know, Lower Decks is this irreverent, fun, family-friendly, without being G-rated kind of experience. Is it going to be the retro, next-generation, Orville kind of experience there that's well done, but just in a different way? I'm I'm excited to see how all this unfolds
1: I can't wait until your daughter meets her third grandfather what (laughs) that's John luc Picard is gonna be her third grandfather man she's gonna be like that that nice older bald man is somebody I wish would take me for ice cream
0: you have his picture downstairs and his (laughs) signature on it yes yes I do Um, yeah, I think there's, there's tons of potential for all of that kind of, you know, fan growth and fan interest to increase. And, you know, Pete, does part of me wonder, you know, the way, the way the schedule was laid out or the way certainly uh, the press covered Star Trek stuff at San Diego. And then, you know, which we discussed in the previous podcast won't rehash here or, you know, the way things were laid out here at, at, uh, Las Vegas, you know, is Picard the series taking some of the air out of the room at the expense of discovery sometimes i want to say yes but here's what i know they're making a third season it's going to come out it'll be on the strength let's say pete that there's a spike in in all access subscriptions and people who didn't come aboard uh for discovery now come aboard for picard you know how many of those accounts are then going to go back? I mean, CBS will have the data, right? Oh, man, new account, new login, yeah. Um th- and they're watching Picard each week and going back for Discovery. Hey, they didn't cancel because Discovery... You know, because uh, Lower Decks comes after that, because Discovery comes after that. At the end of the day, all of these shows, nostalgia can only get you so far, and you have to last on the quality of your own storytelling. Otherwise... You click the three clicks that it takes to cancel and you go somewhere else.
1: A couple things. Um, it's not officially been set in stone, but we were told over the weekend late 2020 for Discovery Season 3, which seems kind of weird if they've already filmed part, whole, some, we still don't know the extent of the first episode. Two, Discovery's second season is going to hit uh, home video on Tuesday, November 12th, which is a little earlier than last year, slightly around the same time it was the same month. But you got to remember we had concluded um, season one far earlier, um, so they know their numbers. The subscription people and the production people are completely separate. And the idea that, all right, you make your TV show that's going to show up on this date on a streamer, not really a situation. I mean, they could deal in generalities like, okay, you're going to produce this and it will be out in the first quarter of uh, 2020, which we believe is the Picard plan. So it remains to be seen when the short treks show up, when Picard hits, uh, there's the lower decks to consider, but let's be honest that in and of itself, probably not going to bring the eyeballs to CBS all access. That's like, Oh, they have this too. I
0: think, I think it's a novel experiment. Uh, I would tend to agree with you. It's not going to bring eyeballs But, I mean, look, there is a reason all of this extra Star Trek content is rolling out, because Discovery was a massive hit by the standards of CBS All Access, and then when it wasn't on, (laughs) CBS All Access was not doing great. They wouldn't be luring Patrick Stewart out of semi-retirement in the negotiable position of, we'd like to do this show about this guy that you played um we need you because at this point he can name any price right this isn't like well we're going to get you or we're going to get Ian McKellen or we're going to get Alec Baldwin or we're going to get uh you know whoever like no this is the one guy so they must be paying him a ton of money um they're investing all this money in a position that they didn't have with that buddy cop show that I saw some ads for on all access that I guess they're not doing a second season of, which also would have been a lot cheaper to produce, but subscriptions didn't click on it or it didn't hang around or whatever it might be. So this is all, these are all good problems to have. And I certainly would agree. Picard. I feel like it's going to happen in January, but you know what, Pete, if they need an extra two weeks for uh, special effects stuff to really get it Right. They have it because they haven't said on January 10th. uh Uh-oh, on January 30th. Oh, red alert. Everything's bad. The show must be awful because they delayed it. It's just send it out there when it's ready. Ballpark a figure. Ballpark a date for now. And announce it when you can hit that.
1: And I think the Picard panel really spoke to that. They didn't have the heaviest hitter in Sir Patrick. He did San Diego Comic-Con. He didn't do this one, um, but you had Frakes, you had Jerry Ryan, you had Jonathan DeArco um, and really seizing th- this panel has no juice, if not for what took place at San Diego. And they talk so much about, you know, keeping the secret for almost a year, a lot of fun back and forth. You know, Frakes is wearing the Don't ask me. I signed an NDA T-shirt. Jerry Ryan is mentioning how she had to wear, you know, head to toe uh, disguise to get her to the set and off. And then is saying where exactly they filmed and when they filmed. Um, And, you know, great tidbits, but not the oomph of, hey, here's Sir Patrick. Here's the cast here's the first trailer for the show.
0: Well, I think that for better or for worse, that speaks to maybe the fish in the barrel nature of, uh, of Star Trek Las Vegas. Like you have this wrapped audience um, and also, you know, to, to what degree does the entertainment press go to STLV versus they go to Uh, They go to San Diego Comic-Con. So, you know, kind of some of those exterior concerns, some of those, uh, you know, business concerns as opposed to creative concerns. Would it be ideal if the beloved Star Trek convention was was ground zero for these announcements? Yeah, it would be. But, you know, again, business versus creative. That's a business decision to have have released it at the at the larger convention, albeit than needing to compete with other, you know, with other properties. Uh, However, my recollection, Pete, is, you know, Star Trek Picard was, it it, it cut through a lot of the other messaging from San Diego Comic-Con in a way that, you know, many other properties would have wished that they did.
1: This is different, and I think very special. We only have so much of Patrick Stewart left, and I say that not to be morbid, um, but the man is in his 80s. Um, And I'm not going to lie, I think you can hear it a little bit in his voice when he was speaking at San Diego Comic-Con. That being said, just to get the character back, we never thought we ever would. And then to get the reunions that we've now been promised with Frakes, not only behind the camera for the second block of episodes, which he directs, Jerry Ryan, she let that spill. And let's be honest, it wasn't a oops type of situation. Uh, Matt, by the way, I'm going to oops something, and then you're going to say, oh, you shouldn't have said that.
0: Okay, go ahead. Oops. Oops, you shouldn't have said that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's all banter, man. If you think that was unscripted, you're out of your mind when that happened. But that was just for the convention – And everybody following on social media. But, you know, with her talking about being terrified to reprise the role and Frakes directing her uh, and helping her to find her voice in this very different seven of nine than when we've last seen her. I mean, we were psyched enough when it was just Picard and now a fan favorite like her and then a character we know in Hugh, but have seen so very little of, and to catch up all these years later, it's tantalizing in a way that Discovery, which is a newer show that people don't have 20, 30 years worth of knowledge about, isn't. And I
0: think that's that's where this whole Star Trek universe package, I suspect will go down as such a smart construct given that given that, you know, we're at this point in terms of content where it's about your back catalog as much as it is about your new stuff, because at the end of the day, whatever keeps subscribers is what keeps subscribers. So this ability to say, welcome new fans, Hey, you got 30 episodes of discovery to enjoy, depending on, you know, when the new fans are picking it up, et cetera, et cetera enjoy. Um, hey, you also have this cartoon that maybe you're gonna love, maybe you're gonna have on in the background, maybe you're gonna watch at work, maybe you're gonna watch with your kids, whatever it might be. It's about building that that catalog. And I'll just add, Pete, maybe separate from STLV news, as we are recording this on uh Wednesday, August seventh, tomorrow is when separately, because they're completely separate despite having the same parent company, uh CBS Corp and Viacom will be announcing their separate earnings stuff for Wall Street unless they can agree before that as to how to merge, then they may announce it as soon as tomorrow, which is a whole bunch of you know business news stuff, which I have basically no tolerance for. But here's the takeaway, Pete and dear listener. It's if you like... Star Trek Picard, or if you if you anticipate liking Star Trek Picard, if you're excited about the lower decks, if you have enjoyed Discovery, if all of this you are if you are pro Alex Kurtzman running Star Trek stuff, they're getting out a whole bunch of content before theoretically the workplace, the business place for Star Trek could change and it could be the merging and to sit and have those three shows plus the Section Thirty One show all in some level of development release, creation, etc. That's speaking to keeping Star Trek the core of Star Trek where it is best and that's on television
1: Matt, in my earpiece now I'm I'm getting a report. Um, Anson Mount has an announcement.
0: <sighs> yes, his announcement was that the coffee backstage was really great. No, no, that was that's teases. not even
1: not even that that there's coffee in the back of the room where they were holding the panel. Um, If you think they're not going to produce something with Pike's crew past these short treks, you're just really not paying attention.
0: And would it have been nice for the people there? Would it have been nice for our discussion now? Would it have been just great for fans if that announcement happened then yes but i have to come back and applaud you know the people in charge and you would imagine that at the end of the day you know kurtzman and his voice and his people hopefully have a greater weight than the pr people who are just looking for more stlv clicks um i would say now is not the time to announce that not with no star trek no new star trek currently on and we're kind of in this lull period, probably as they set up some sort of internal run for 2020, where it'll be your 10 Picards, then very intentionally, you know, three weeks off. And then you start to do some short treks and then amidst the short treks, lower decks, and then everything's kind of quiet for, for you know, whatever it is that they think is the best way, whether it's to maximize subscriber time or you know whatever it is that they think is best probably their hope is for us to be at the end of 2020 and say oh my goodness that was amazing not hey i'm slightly less excited about picard lower decks and season three of discovery because there's this other thing that they have yet to even really start to work on yet that's a little too far down the line i think in terms of managing expectations and excitement
1: and i think showing that restraint and not doing the overkill thing of Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. It's CBS All Access. It's not the Star Trek network. Um, You know, it is its greatest revenue draw to be certain. Um, But I think they're very wary of killing the golden goose. And to put Picard out there front and center, because again, they've seen the dailies. They know what they're sitting on. Um, to bring Anson Mount into a panel with Jason Isaacs, uh, great decision there to meet out a couple different discovery panels yet to not have any real news. All right. You're getting the people there that want to be able to see them up close that maybe can't get to a New York comic con, um. You know they're not on their summer vacation or whatever it is, but at the same time, to not really, you know, apart from, hey, this is what happens at the end of season two. As it as we were filming, um, you're not getting a whole lot in terms of news. Well, I think that
0: that's where uh, certainly a lot of the creation conventions in general, and particularly most of the history of star trek conventions it's been about reflecting on the past it's been about nostalgia 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 yes you can have these upticks of you know oh my goodness having just finished filming the first season of voyager you know here's roxanne dawson and tim russ which was the experience i had in the uh summer of was it 94 when that when voyager started 95 Ninety-five, um, and you know, and kind of seeing them, kind of very green and whatnot. But yeah, but Pete, they were the Friday four p.m. slot. I guarantee you, Saturday and Sunday was Next Generation and and um, Classic Trek, maybe a little Deep Space Nine thrown in there. It was people to talk about old things. They're not going to be, you know, uh, saying, "Oh man, wait until we announce," or you know, "Wait until we name the new runabouts on Deep Space Nine or if they do share that that's just about as juicy as it gets so that nostalgia factor to me like i didn't see anybody complaining oh man when uh when jason isaacs and mary Chifo had their panel you know they didn't give me new info on season three uh, which theoretically neither is in i might add um for them to be reflecting on on the past and the fun and the Star Trek message and all of that. I think that's what Star Trek conventions are mostly about.
1: Absolutely. And I don't think there's anything to you know have qualms about with nostalgia. Again, 53 years, all this content now, but new TV content for the first time in a very long time, a couple seasons now, a couple shows now, and there continues to be a thirst for that, despite the insistence of some people that there isn't.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there are some of those loud voices, those prominent voices on social media. I think probably a lot of people know the the two biggies on Twitter that are, you know, always declaring gloom and doom. And CBS has secretly canceled Discovery Oh, they, they're doing a third season. I meant they were canceling it after the, you know, blah, 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 things of that sort. But one thing that was weird was that one of those prominent voices not only went to STLV, but also had, had I, my understanding, Pete, is that she had raised raised money from from fans in order for there to be a big a big scene made or a big crowdsourced walkout or something, and it ended up being that she just went to STLV and had a fun time there? On somebody else's dime? That is what it appears to be, and we had gotten an email kind of just pointing that out, you know, questioning, did she take the money just to pad a trip for herself? That I don't know. I don't watch her videos. You know, they're so hyperbolic and so panicky and so I mean, here's what it is pete I, I i i remember hearing in the last six months and i i remember hearing in the last six months how a prominent media family uh the younger generation was trying to sell the older generation on hey there's some of these concerns like you know pollution global warming etc these are real concerns and that the wise old the wise old uh fox shall we say said I understand these might be concerns. I don't care. I'm making as much money as possible right now while I'm on this earth. This other stuff I don't need to worry about because I won't be here. I think there's maybe a little of this going on, at least with that person's YouTube channel, where do they believe everything they say? I don't know. I have no idea. But are they getting a lot of clicks? And I guess that's turning into YouTube sweet, sweet cash. Okay. I mean, all I know is Pete... When we, you know, in in most of our podcasts, when we mention the people who help us out on Patreon, and when that's also an opportunity to remind people, hey, if you're enjoying this, you can help out too. It certainly isn't so that we can say, and we have plans to go to STLV with a banner and with an army to declare that Alex Kurtzman is a weenie. And we went there, (laughs) and we didn't have a banner, and we didn't have an army. However, I got to meet Robert O'Reilly. Okay. okay, like that's not that's not fantastic geeks plans. That's it's not our style, man. Well, I know this, Pete. I I saw um, as kind of in the after in the afterglow of STLV, uh, there were some people saying, you know, hey, all this coverage. I don't even I don't mean from us, you know, just kind of hey, other Star Trek fan. I'm more interested in STLV than I have been in the past. Ballpark figure, what's it like? What's the travel once you're in Vegas what's the this what's the that and you know uh, people were generally positive Um surprise surprise it's an expensive proposition you know that's okay if that's how you want to spend your money there's nothing wrong with that I mean my goodness Pete Star Trek fans coming together that's a great thing but I feel like even though maybe every review wasn't thrilling or some people had some concerns about uh, you know kind of watch out for shady people and things of that sort I mean it is a major city it is Sin City. It seems at the end of the day, people left Las Vegas, left STLV happier than they were before they got there, and more people are interested in it, spending time with Star Trek fans, having fun being around Star Trek together, and if that's not infinite diversity and infinite combinations, I don't know what is.
1: We're not crazy about creation and the conventions we've been to that they've put on. Uh, if they're putting on a smarter, better convention as their flagship, I think everybody wins. Um, I think we were both kind of shocked that some of the numbers people publicly shared that they may have paid for these uh, vacations, for these you know convention packages. You know we know that Creation loves its gold pressed platinum section. And then it's command level section. And then, oh, you down in the lower decks there, way in the back of the room. No, that that coffee that Anson Mount mentioned is not for you. Spit it out. Uh, But, you know, it was a Star Trek convention, man. And it's the big one of the year. And we got some stuff out of it again our cup runneth over with San Diego comic-con. If they had not had that right before, I think it would have been on the level of last year where we got so much information to come out that Picard was coming this, you know, just explosion um, of pop culture attention, which every time Picard comes back up continues to happen.
0: And I think you gave it the right description. This is, for most people, this is a vacation uh, in addition to the convention stuff just because, you know, the the Rio is kind of by itself. So if you're going to be staying anywhere that's sensible, you're going to stay in that hotel. And if you, if you, if you want to see Bo yan Kim uh, chowing down on some, some chicken wings or whatever it was in Cork's Bar then you're going to go to Quark's bar for your drink after, uh, after, um, can I
1: pay for just that? Can I, can I pay to, uh, hang out with a show runner? Um, you know, for the star Trek, uh, section 31 show and eat some chicken wings. Where's, where's that package creation.
0: Hey, you know what, Pete, Bojan Kim and Erica Lipple, they make their way out to New York for New York comic con or any other event. You know what? We'll buy them all the chicken wings. That they want dinner's on us
1: absolutely
0: so i mean i think yeah some of the prices we were kind of texting back and forth man this is like the ballpark that this guy said you know what if this is your way to go have fun go have fun there's certainly pete you hear some of these uh, star trek adjacent or just kind of fandom adjacent things you know like i've never bought anything from anovos but i feel like every time i log on to twitter there's a star trek fan saying hey not only a, a, a hey Novos. not only did you not ship me the thing i ordered but you charged me 300 dollars for the deposit 18 months ago i'm not getting it back or something with the i saw something about some of the models isn't that the other did it ship yet this that was a little less kind of condemning but to be fair you don't hear that about the creation stuff most of all uh, mostly i did see one tweet that was like hey, I can't get to my scheduled... It's either George Takei or Alexander Siddig, but I can't get to my my 5 p.m. Uh, signature appointment that I have because the gold tier and the platinum tier and the double platinum tier and the Admirals Club platinum tier, they're all running late, so that pushes me behind. So... Da, 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 da. And you know what? I mean, I certainly... I feel sympathetic to that person. Is every convention, every event going to run perfectly smoothly? No. Um, and... Hopefully, dear listener, that that wasn't you. And if it was, let us know. Hopefully it, it, it turned out OK. But you don't hear these stories of, oh, man, in my room, this, this wasn't Firefest. Fest. Oh, man, my room had only cots. Oh, man, the food got me sick. You know, it seems people or walker went,
1: stalker con and some of the accusations there.
0: Yeah hey, people didn't show up who were, you know, blah, 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 blah. So it looks like people had a great Star Trek Las Vegas vacation, and that's, that's good news.
1: I mean, it's something I think Matt and I will uh, tick off the list at some point, but, you know, there's, there's too much great stuff nearby for us to enjoy. Well, Pete, I
0: know... As mentioned before, I know that we definitely have people who go to patreon.com slash fantastic who help support the podcast for the real costs, not for boondoggles so we can buy banners to, uh, you know, yell at, uh, yell at uh, Wilson Cruz or whatever that that person had done. Uh, you know, it's it's bandwidth, it's storage, it's the technical side here, and we are so appreciative to have that support.
1: Absolutely. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content one dollar gets you in the door and there's all sorts of levels from there there's the level that if you contribute at if anyone touches a hair on wilson cruz's head we'll take care of them
0: now pete i get it okay people are enjoying the podcast they also have they have that 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 coin jar they're saving up for stlv 2020 what can people do to support the podcast maybe doesn't involve sending old Fantastic Geek some of those bars of gold pressed platinum.
1: Well, Matt, it's funny that you ask because you could go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. That costs nothing. You could go on Facebook and share our posts. That costs nothing. You could go on Twitter and retweet our posts again, all no cost to you and helps us help
0: you pete there's one other freebie that's talking to you on twitter how can people do so
1: you can find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r-j-k-a-l-r-k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r 10,602 followers can't be wrong and while
0: I am personally on Twitter's Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete,
1: there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word, like it today. Well, Pete, I'm not quite sure
0: when the next time is that we will discuss Star Trek. We have some other, uh, other adventures going on over on fantasticgeek.com, getting ready for the fall season of TV shows and a number of things that we're going to be podcasting there. But you can bet as sure as anything that if there is Star Trek news, we're going to talk about it fast. We're going to get it back up on the podcast feeds here. So uh, be ready for that discussion when it happens. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all the listeners and give you the final
1: word. See you next time, Sin City.